This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to segment dos. That's right, two of silver and black today. A little Spanish for you, Mo. Uh, here on Odyssey, we are an Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders. My partner is Mo Moten. He's a national NFL writer for Bleacher Report, also the Raiders columnist on sportsnot.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Mo Moten. That's Mo with an E, and I am at LV Gully. Okay, Mo, you brought it up yesterday in talking about um, a recent show, a recent Raiders fan radio show with our good friend, uh, Murph, who does our post-game shows during the season with us um, about the rookie contract. He did. He, he, he was getting frustrated, I think, with Raider fans not understanding why uh, a rookie contract for a quarterback is such a big deal. And so we want to talk about that because you, you, you've, you've triggered thoughts for you. And, and you look at some of the proof of this. Now, I've been going back and forth with people online who just constantly say, you don't, you know, you need a defense. You can have an average quarterback and still win and if you have a great defense. While that can be true, in the NFL, it's about complementary football. So a lot of the people on the Bengals are, that are talking about the Bengals are, well, Joe, if they didn't have Joe Burrow, they would be average. I'm like, well, they have a top five defense. So you can't say they'd be okay with a super defense and an average quarterback and then point at the Bengals and say they'd be nothing without Joe Burrow. Um, so, so that kind of goes out the window. But three of the four championship teams in the championship games, I should say, this weekend – Eagles with Jalen Hurts, the uh, the the Bengals with um, Burrow, and the 49ers with Brock Purdy. I know Brock Purdy wasn't their starting quarterback. Okay, there's a caveat there. And Mahomes, who signed his big deal two years ago. Uh, but three of the four are on rookie contracts. Tell people why you believe that that is not an aberration. It's not an aberration simply because, and I'll, and I'll say this first. Is not a hundred percent success. It doesn't have a hundred percent success rate. No, no plan to get to the Super Bowl or the playoffs does. But what I will say is that having a quarterback on a rookie deal allows you so much flexibility because you can spend on so many areas of need if your quarterback isn't make a lot of money. Because we all know quarterback is the highest paid position in the league, especially yes. if you have a, a, a serviceable one. If you have a Kirk Cousins, he could cost you forty million. And Kirk Cousins is not a top 10 quarterback by any means of the word, a phrase. So we all know quarterbacks cost a lot. So if you can get one on that plays well on a cheap deal, 
then you can you can a spend on your defense if you're the Raiders and you've had a, a poor defense for 20 years. B, you can surround that player, even if he is average, you can surround him with a great supporting cast. So now you may have an average quarterback, but now you have a top five wide receiver, you have a top five running back, you have a stout offensive line, you have a solid defense. So he doesn't have to play at the level of a Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or any of these top quarterbacks to get his team to the playoffs. He just needs to make timely plays. And that's what I think Brock Purdy has done. Brock yes. Purdy, I, I know I understand he's played well. But Brock Purdy is not throwing for 300 yards every week. He's not throwing three touchdowns in every game. That's right. not happening. He ha- he has all pro talent on every level of his defense. And the 49ers paid Fred Warner recently, by the way. And he has an all, all pro left tackle in Trent Williams, who they paid recently, by the way. Yes. And he, they acquired an, uh, a top-level running back in Christian McCaffrey. So they had the money to spend on these players. And as you said, I understand Brock Purdy didn't start off as a season as a starter, but they started off with Trey Lance. Trey Lance, same thing. The, the yeah. plan the plan was to go with Trey Lance, who, by the way, is on a rookie deal. <laughs> it was They they were fortunate to have Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is not making top five quarterback money either, so let's not mm-hmm. make a mistake there. It's not like he's hurting their cap space, but mm-hmm. they're in a situation now, especially once they boot Jimmy, not boot him because he's going to be a free agent, but they're set up for the future. Yeah. So now going ahead, even if they, I don't think they're going to go back to Trey Lance, but regardless of who their starter is between Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, the 49ers still have so much flexibility because their quarterback isn't making a ton of money. Right. So again, it allows you to spend. Even if you miss on a certain free agent, it doesn't hurt you that much because you still have a lot of cap space left over because again, your quarterback is not making top of the market money. Well, and Mo, I think the other point is, if you think about it now, nobody hits 100% in the draft. So, so I'm not going to say that that happens. But if more than not, now the Raiders have been the opposite. They've completely whiffed in the draft with the exception of a couple guys, including Josh Jacobs, including Max Crosby, okay? Uh, forget Trayvon Morgan, Nate Hobbs. I'm not even talking. I'm talking about higher level guys. Um, those guys, you're talking rounds one through four. If a team hits on one through four, let's say three out of those four, and those are contributors or starters on your team from day one, uh, and they become good, serviceable starters in the NFL, then the next year when you have holes to fill, to your point, you can fill those holes because, yes, the quarterback's the most expensive position on the field. So, so to have that piece of it is massive. But let's say you're the Chiefs and you give Patrick Mahomes the big deal, which our friend Lee Steinberg, who was on last week, is the one who got him that deal. Um, you can then shift it in other places and you know that you have to draft well and fill those roles. And so it's important that all your contracts are in a good state. You start to see what happens when you saw what the Rams did. They built their team differently. Somebody kind of clapped back at me on Twitter when I was talking about this is how you build a team, I said, well, no, look at the Rams, look at some of these other teams who do it the other way. And I said, yes, but now the Rams are in for probably three or four years. They have no draft capital, by the way. It's not like they have draft capital. If they did that and had draft capital, okay, they don't. So you're talking about three or four years, it can be really rough, like a full rebuild, like down to the studs. And, and that's because they gave up that part of it. They said, no, we're going to go buy the guys we need. And it worked. They won a Super Bowl. 
But for a long-term success in the NFL, you have to look at the teams who've modeled. I use the Bengals. You use the Eagles. You look at what the Patriots have done, how they filled roles with guys that are free agents or draft picks in lower rounds, and it worked for them. And so, so that's where I look at for Raider fans. Sometimes you fans get upset when players are, are, are sent on the road. They're sent goodbye, okay? Uh, Derek Carr happens to be one of them this year, the big one. And that is, in the modern NFL, Mo, the, the turnaround of a roster happens more frequently. It's not 1985. Guys don't play, with the exception of a couple positions here and there, most guys are not going to stay with the team eight or ten years. Right. And the other, the other thing I want to say, though, to your point, <clears throat> to the person's point who clapped back at you with the, with the Rams model is yeah. you have to look at where team is. The Rams were in a Super Bowl window, even with Jared Goff. Right. So it doesn't it doesn't help them to then have a rookie quarterback because that rookie quarterback may have to have a learning curve and you have to wait right. for that quarterback to develop. They were in a win now window. So it makes sense for them to swing for the fences with a Matthew Stafford trade to win now and they got a Super Bowl out of it. If you're a team like the Raiders who are not just one quarterback away, because by the way, you need a upgrade your offensive line mm -hmm. you need to overhaul your defense you have so many question marks it's a better method to take the rookie the quarterback rookie deal route because again you're not in a super bowl window what is the rush so unless unless you're you're bringing in a tom brady and you're expecting him to attract other free agents then it's a different story right then you start swinging for the fences of course but if you're a team like the raiders who are I don't say starting from scratch, but reloading at the quarterback position, right. and you have to reload your entire defense mostly. Yep. Then the better pathway is to say, okay, we won't spend a lot on a quarterback. We'll build up the roster. The quarterback will grow with the growth of our defense, with the growth of our offensive line, and hopefully, and hopefully, you hope that your scouting department makes the right picks, makes some good picks, as you said, because as I as I wrote on Bleacher Report recently. Four teams went from last to a playoff team. Amazing. Last in their division. Now, the Ravens are kind of an outlier because they had a bunch of injuries. I get it. But look at the Giants. Look at the Seattle Seahawks. Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the Jaguars and the, and the Giants, we can argue, have, you know, they made major upgrade the head coaching position. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But, but Seattle, Pete Carroll is not – now, Pete Carroll is one of the most established head coaches out there, but yeah. he's not an offensive mind. People weren't saying, oh, mm. Pete Carroll is, is – one of the greatest of all time. I think he's top notch, but they had Geno Smith on a cheap deal. And what <laughs> exactly. did they do? They hit on a bunch of their draft picks, yep. brought in some guys and it, and it hit, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now they're set up for the future. They have two top 10 draft picks. They're going to mm -hmm. have to pay Geno Smith. Yes, but they can franchise tag him. They don't have to pay him 40 million, more like 30 and they could continue to grow. So it all depends where your team is. In the roster building, in the roster building stage. Now, I will say, it doesn't work for everyone. If you mm -hmm. build up a, a good roster and you whiff on the quarterback position, you turn into the New York Jets, who, by the right. way, are looking to replace Zach Wilson. But they have a great roster. They still need a quarterback. If right. you have a good roster and you have a rookie quarterback, uh, you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, and you have faulty coaching, you become the, the Los Angeles Chargers, <laughs> who are a good team, but you think they should be better. But their head coaching situation is a little sh a little shaky with Brandon Staley. So, again, yeah. we're not saying that the rookie deal plan is flawless, but we're saying it gives the Raiders a better chance in the position that they're in right now.
Right. And your example of the New York Jets is a great one because the Jets are now in the position, whether it's Derek Carr, whether it's uh, Lamar Jackson, I still think he'll be a Raven, but let's say something crazy happened. Um, Daniel, Daniel Jones, whoever it is. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. They have the opportunity to just go sign whatever quarterback they want because the rest of the team is on rookie deals, right? I mean, that defense, look, they had all pro in Sauce Gardner, right? Rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year uh, back there from the University of Cincinnati. Did a great job. So so they have structured their roster. They missed on the quarterback. Had they had they hit on quarterback, holy moly, would they be in the best of all positions? Because they'd have those rookie contracts, offense, defense, all the way around. But they didn't. But now they have the flexibility and the cap to go ahead and go out and get that quarterback. And so that's why this is so important. I know some other shows don't talk a lot about it. We do because we find it so fascinating. We find it very hopeful for the Raiders if it's managed correctly by Dave Ziegler. I imagine it will be because of what he learned in his time at, at, at New England. He overspends a little bit, on, and he likes to trade. You talked about that. He's got an itchy finger for the trade phone. But, but we'll see how that all goes down. Um, but it's so important to understand this because – in today's NFL, unless your organization is just complete trash, I know some fans will say the Raiders are, you can turn things around quickly and, and you have to understand why they will move on from players who seemingly have some left in the tank, like Derek Carr and others. It's to do this so that you can be consistently better over the longer term. Right, and I think people, and I still see this a lot, when people I give you give a suggestion of who could be the next quarterback, people will say, "Well, that guy's not better than Derek Carr. Why would they do that?" <laughs> and it's not always about the now, because again, you're built. If you're as a GM, you have to have an eye for the future. So let's say yeah. Jacoby Brissett is the bridge gap quarterback for the Rays in 2023. No, he's not better than Derek Carr, yeah. but he's on a cheap deal. And now, because you because you probably struck out with Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, you have a quarterback, a bridge quarterback on a cheap deal, and now you can spend. On your offensive line. Now you could spend on your secondary. You can get a top corner. You can get a top safety. You can get a top mm -hmm. linebacker. So it's not about, okay, we need to get some guy who's better than Derek Carr. Or it's a failure of a plan. You have to see the big picture. And I think if you if you strike out with Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, now you could spend at these other positions while you figure out the quarterback position. Correct. And it's it's hard for fans to see that sometimes because they want the best for their team. Uh, everybody And they wants want to win now. And they want to win now, and they want <laughs> they want to be proud of the guys their team gets in the draft, and they want to love the quarterback, whoever it is. And if it's Jimmy Garoppolo versus Brady versus um, uh, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, you know that would be different. It's a different feel. You can get really excited over this big rookie coming out. And that's the one thing I'll tell you. We talked about rumors in the last segment, but be careful too of the draft trade rumors. Right? We saw one uh, today, this morning about the Raiders moving up to number one in the capital. I, I just don't see them doing it because could they move from seven to three, perhaps not to one, it would cost you too much and you have too many holes. So be wary of those as well uh, because they need for the reasons we just outlined, Mo, they need the draft capital so they can have those rookie contracts. 
And the other reason I, w- I don't see the Raiders straight up for number one pick, and th- this is my opinion, shout out to Farrell NFL. I was just on his show. And he yep. and he said something that I've been thinking is that there is no quarterback in this draft class who I think is a generational talent that's worth trading up for at the number one spot. If I'm tra- if I'm the Raiders and I consider a trade up, it wouldn't be for the number one position. It would be moving up two spots to maybe five, because mm-hmm. if you're moving from five to seven, the jump isn't that big. You don't have to give up that much draft capital. So I, I've said this on other shows that if CJ Stroud, for some reason, if he's available at five, I consider a move up there because you're not giving up multiple ones to get there. You're not giving up premium draft capital in multiple years to get up to that spot. But if you're sticking at seven, the value is there because, again, I don't think any of these quarterbacks are going to be, you know, in 10 years, a five-time all-pro talent. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, Mo, you remember, nobody good from Ohio State ever succeeds at quarterback, so... Oh, at least that's what people I, I tell hate, me. I, I, I cannot stand that narrative. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, had somebody, I had somebody tell me this the other day who's a Raider fan. I looked at his profile. Raiders, USC. And I'm like, when's the last time a USC quarterback did great? Hmm. Forget about Caleb Williams. I know he's going to be cool coming out of college next year. But he's really, cool. who's made it? Who's made a good long career as a USC quarterback since Carson Palmer? And he wasn't exactly Mr. All-Pro. He was a good quarterback for a long time, including with the Raiders. But USC, I don't know. I'm Jets, not sure about USC Jets, quarterback. Jets fans will yell Mark Sanchez at the top of their lungs, but we won't get into that one. No. But yes. <laughs> but, but I will say, I always say to those people who say, oh, Ohio State quarterbacks don't do anything in the NFL, you scout the player, not the helmet. Yes. Because if you if you do that, if you say, exactly. okay, we're we're – we're not going to draft players at this position from this school. You could miss out on a generational talent because what that particular prospect can do has nothing to do with, with what the other six to eight prospects did before him. You have Correct. to scout the player and what he can do. Well, and that's what I said, and I'll, I'll leave this as we close out this segment uh, before we get to our mailbag segment, our popular mailbag segment, next next one after the break, <clears throat> excuse me, is – um, somebody was really coming after me with this stuff, with the Ohio State stuff. And I said, listen, I go, when's the last time a good quarterback came from Texas Tech? When's the last time a good quarterback came from Wyoming? And he's like, you idiot, it's Patrick Mahomes. I said, exactly. You just proved my point. You never know. Texas Tech, Wyoming, right? With with, with Allen. So, again, there's all sorts of, um, uh, and heck, even even Purdue, I mean, look at Drew Brees, right? Some of the best ever came out of programs that produce quarterbacks, but not long-lasting NFL quarterbacks. So to your point, scout the player, not the helmet. All right. P- people really quick, people have said word. the same thing for a while about Alabama quarterbacks. Yes. Right? Yeah. For a while, people were saying that about Alabama quarterbacks. They don't do anything when they come to the league. Who's projected to be the number one quarterback <laughs> drafted in this year's draft? After, and also his, uh, his, his brother-in-arms from Alabama, who's in New England right now, right? Mac Jones. So... Again, now some people say Mac Jones sucks. He was a, <laughs> he was a Pro Bowler last year, and now he's got his offensive coordinator back, so he's going to be just fine, I think. But anyway, and really, to your really point, quick, it and just really happens. Jalen, I know Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma, oh, but yeah. he came up through Alabama. Yes. So yes. Oh, and by the way, Joe Burrow first signed at Ohio State. Exactly. And before Urban Meyer was such an idiot, chased him out of there. <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole different story because Urban Meyer is just whoop cuckoo. Uh, but anyway, all right, we're gonna step aside and go to our f- our final break. When we come back from our final break, Mo and I will get through some of the questions that Raider Nation has sent us over this week, uh, including about uh, some of those things that are on top of your mind, including 
quarterback, including plans the Raiders may have. So don't go anywhere. We're going to get to those in just a minute. You're with Mo. You're with Scott. This is Silver and Black Today on the original podcast.